0: Talk Radio.
1: Hello, hi, everybody. This is Jennifer O'Neill, and we have my co-host here, Debbie Friedrich. Hello, Debbie. Hello. Hi. And did you notice it wasn't voice activated today? Apparently, Blog yep. Talk can go on its own. It just That's right. To, it waits for me. Um, so we decided to do a show today on what to do when you're surrounded with negative people or what to do with negative people in your life. And the reason that we decided to do that is because I have been getting a lot of questions and I think that Debbie's actually run into some questions of her own with the negative negative stuff. And what happens is when people start finding themselves and um, really wanting to change their vibration, shift their vibration, And move forward in a positive journey, move forward spiritually, move forward in a positive direction, really be active in changing their lives. What happens is they start to do one of their first steps is they start to shed their old negative behavior. Which would be because that's what you really have to do. If you're going to start on a spiritual journey, in case you're at the beginning stages of this, one of the first parts that you're going to have to do as you move forward in a positive lifestyle, in a more spiritual, finding the more spiritual side of yourself, getting more of a spiritual balance, is shifting your perspective, understanding any negative thoughts, any negative perspectives that you have in your life, and learning how to shed those. And really moving forward with trust and, and, and more of a positive outlook. So many people begin to do that. And I've had questions over and over again. Um, I've had emails on, okay, so I've made this shift. I've made this change in my life. I'm moving forward in a positive direction. And I don't feel like I'm moving forward or I don't know what to do because when I come home my husband or my wife is still stuck in this very negative mindset this whole you know life is horrible life is crappy nothing's going to get better Uh, everything's just always happens to me you know they they get stuck in that mindset and it could be friends or family or even your work environment and so They've asked me, how do you deal with this? Like, how do you keep moving forward in a positive direction, and not be affected? Hey, you, you've known people that have like this yourself, I assume, Debbie, too, right? We've talked about this. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, a couple of different things I've come up with, like a list of things that can help you work through this when you're on a new spiritual journey. But one of the things that people really need to understand is 70, I would say, and I'm being conservative on this number, 70% of the world or the population is really struggling with a low vibration. <coughs> Excuse me. I have a tickle in my throat for, from the allergies. They're really struggling from a low vibration. They're really str- struggling um, to keep a positive mindset. So why? Do, what's that mean to you? Basically, it means that 70% of the people in your life, are going to most likely, friends, family, people that you work with, are most likely going to have a negative attitude. So um, don't go try to change everybody's attitude because you will just be exhausted and give up before the day's end, I swear to God. Because this this negative mindset that people have, have adapted, it's not just a negative mindset and perspective, per se. It is actually their vibration and so their vibration is staying really low and you really you have no effect on that so you cannot change their own vibration you cannot change their happiness level they have to figure it out themselves and change it within themselves you cannot you can work all day long trying to fix it for them or help them or get them to see a better perspective and it's just going to be exhausting and emotionally draining it doesn't work i mean yes you can toss them a book yes you can give them your outlook on life when they ask or or what have you but don't Drain yourself and wear yourself out on your new spiritual journey, on your new high vibration journey, positive outlook. Don't drain yourself trying to pull those people up with you because you will be fighting them most of the time. Even if they say, oh, yeah, I want to learn how to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. If they're not doing it on their own, you can't pull them along with you because what happens is they become dead weight. And and then they start wanting to – latch on to you, you know, and, and and kind of be that weight because they want to move along, but they don't want to do the work themselves. It's really, really frustrating. So number one is you need to really just understand that you're kind of on this journey alone to start with, and you need to be okay and accepting of everybody else choosing to stay in that mindset. You really, really do. You have to let that not affect you and, and really accept that that's their choice. Don't go against it going why why in the world would you you make that choice? Why would you be negative? Why would you be unhappy? Why would you choose all these things that amounts to your unhappiness? Don't try to justify that. You don't have time to bring them onto your journey. This is an individual journey. And so you only pay attention to your vibration and your happiness. You allow them to be happy if they choose. You allow them to be unhappy if you choose. But you don't get all mixed up in trying to switch that. Do you know what I mean, Debbie? Like a lot of people when they're on and you've been on this new journey, you have friends that are on this journey. Um, do you ever notice, though, that, that you or your friends or people that you see, that you're almost compelled to wanting to pull people up with you, but there's always resistance there, yeah?
0: Some,
2: yeah, sometimes. And and as you were talking, I was thinking, I, I don't think
1: people think that they're being negative also. No. That was a very, you're very right. They really don't. They don't, they're not there yet. They're like not at that place in their life yet. They're a little bit, they're a few steps, not behind you, I don't want to say, because I don't want to say one person's better than another. They're just in a different place. You're exactly right. A lot of times those people do not think that they're being negative. So again, if they don't Mm -hmm. think they're being negative, that's really hard to get them to shift their mindset because they're thinking they're fine, right? Mm -hmm. So the other thing that you want to do is um, you really want to learn to bubble yourself. What does that mean? Well, it means a lot of different things. It means you need to get a thick skin, not necessarily a thick skin. I call it a bubble. I don't like the thick skin. But you really need to learn to bubble yourself and not take things personally. And so when, yes, when you're moving forward in a a new positive journey, what's going to happen is, And this is something that I've talked about with you. I don't think we're on the radio. Um, But what happens is when you move forward, your vibration begins to rise. And this is something that I really want to explain to everybody so that they kind of get What happens here. When you move in a positive direction, spiritual direction, your your vibration will begin to rise and it will stay consistently higher than it probably was when you were having a hard time and life was just really a lot harder. Your vibration at that point was probably a lot lower. So as you make a commitment to moving forward, your vibration then hangs out at a higher level. Well, what happens, what people don't realize in their life is they tend to be around people who match their vibration all the time. Mm -hmm. The people who get along really well, the people who draw into your life, your circle of friends, even at your work, um, husband, family members that you hang out with, because let's face it, you don't usually hang out with all your family members. You usually gravitate towards certain ones, right? And so the people that you consistently talk with and deal with in your life are almost always drawn into your life because at one point they matched your vibration. What happens, Mm -hmm. though, is if you start going on a new journey and making yourself move in a positive direction, a lot of times when your vibration begins to raise, you no longer match these people who are in your life's vibration. And the weird thing about that, which people really need to pay attention to is, when you raise your vibration to to happiness or positivity or mo- start moving that direction, the weird thing that happens is you don't just separate vibrationally. Let's just say someone, like let's just use a scale of one to ten. Say that ten's um, the highest, one's the lowest. And let's say you're vibrating at a two um, where your friends and family are, maybe two, three, where they're kind of not doing really good. And you begin to raise your vibration to around a five or <clears throat> six because you want to stay positive and change things in your life. What happens is when you begin to raise your vibration, the weird thing, positive, will amplify negative. And you really need to get that. Positive will amplify negative. And so what that means is when you begin to become more positive, the people around you that have negative thoughts and negative feelings – That feeling that they have inside themselves and their soul and their chest that they don't acknowledge, they just think that they're sad or unhappy, that feeling that they have that's that low vibration, the negativity, it will magnify when they're around you. So why is that? Because, um, you know, it it actually happens energetically. Uh, Mm -hmm. It it really happens energetically with, with that positive, negative energy type thing the the more positive that you have the more negative tries to amplify and and it's really because this really comes down to something kind of strange actually which is there's always a good versus evil in the world energetically in the spiritual realm i don't you can believe it or not believe it i used to try to not believe it earlier on in my in my years of being a psychic i realized that there's that's not true there's very much positive and negative energy and spirits and things in the world. There's a balance. Mm-hmm. And so when positive starts to raise, when when the vibration, the positivity vibration starts to raise, negative will amplify to try to keep the positive down. So it, it will naturally try to, um, I want to say mute the positive. It will naturally try to keep balance over the positive. So, even, even for instance, when I write my books, when I begin to write and, and I'm starting to feel really good about it, and I'm really writing a lot of positive things, I'm excited about teaching people stuff. Negative uh, spirits or people will draw into my life every single time to try to bring that feeling I have down, to try to balance that out, so that um, I either stop writing or do, it's really weird. I notice it all the time, but anyways. I'm so aware of it that I just kind of brush it off and it doesn't affect me. But anyway, so when you raise your vibration to a positive or in your positive uh, energy really flows, the negative energy is going to try to trump that or, or minimize your vibration. And so what happens is it amplifies in another person and they can feel it and it's very uncomfortable to them and they don't know why. They don't know what it is. They just know that you're making them feel uncomfortable and they want you not to be that way anymore. And so they'll start to make jabs at you. They'll say like, um, I'm going to use something very extreme, but you look fat or um, you did a horrible job on that or what are you so happy about or I don't know why you're being that way. Things never work out and, you know, don't get your hopes up. You know, they'll, they'll make jabs at you. They'll make comments at you because that's really the only way that people know how to do that. And, of course, unless they're being physically abusive, which that's a whole other show, and you really shouldn't, you know, that's just a no-brainer. You don't need to be in that situation. But for the most part, it's just comments. And so, uh, the more you raise yourself, the more that they want now. And then you'll notice you'll if you pay attention, you'll notice that as it, if they do make a jab that take that you take personally, and it starts to make you feel a little sad or a little bit like that really hurt my feelings, and it, that lowers your vibration. And the and then when they do that, when your vibration lowers, they'll back off because they're more comfortable with your vibration being lower the thing is is people just don't know that that's what's making them do that they don't they're not aware that that vibration high vibration is making them uncomfortable they have to bring yours down in order to be more comfortable again so that's what happens with friends families coworkers: is they feel that that vibration shift they feel yours high their negative vibration amplifies they have to make themselves comfortable again. They don't necessarily, and this is the weird thing, they don't necessarily do it to attack you. They don't necessarily do it to just be very, very mean all the time, although you may think they do. But what they're doing is they're just trying to make themselves comfortable again. They're trying to make them mm-hmm. feel so bad again, and you tend to amplify that feeling. So if they can bring you down, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make themselves feel more balanced, feel not not shut about.
2: Right. And especially because there's so many people on this spiritual journey and and this transformation and and shifting their lives that I believe it makes people in their inner circle uncomfortable because they see that this person has changed,
1: right? Right.
2: And so... But see, that's the thing.
1: It makes them very uncomfortable. But the thing is, and for anybody who might be in the situation you just said where they're the old friends really pay attention to the reason you feel uncomfortable is not necessarily because this person's changed, but because, again, it amplifies the feelings inside your own soul, inside your own chest and body that makes you feel insignificant, not very happy. Anything that you're that's a negative feeling, it, it will amplify that, and you just want it to stop. And then it makes you upset that this other person seems to be moving forward, and now you're just feeling worse.
2: And what about the... What about the people like, label them the old friends, <laughs> who are just, they think maybe that they're just comfortable in that own mindset of nothing good is out there, you know, that, that whole negative mindset. Or do you believe that there's just people that are just, they have been this way for so long they're just comfortable in this mindset? Or oh, absolutely. Do you absolutely. think
1: that they do like just to change? I don't think people stay in that mindset because it's working for them. I don't think that anybody, I don't think 70% of the world stays there because they enjoy the negativity. I think Uh that 70% of the world stays there because they're comfortable with it.
3: Uh Period.
1: And because it's very scary for people to try another way. And the other thing is, is if only one of your friends is on a positive journey and eighty of your friends are not, and you're in the middle, you're number nine somewhere um you people tend to want to not go against the crowd because they care too much about what other people think, and so yes. they want to go with the crowd they don't want to go against it yeah, that's huge, yeah. yeah huge and it's huge uh-huh. with even the positive thing oh they don't mm-hmm. know what do. this is just a new wave this is just a new thought new agey type of thing uh-huh. um you know they just don't know and so they tend to go with a group where they can all they like to group together. They like to get that energy of. They feed off each other with that. And so, if you, you really, when you get on a new spiritual positive journey, you really need to pre, be prepared to do it alone. And it's not a alone, alone, like lonely journey. It's one of the most amazing journeys you'll ever, you'll ever go on. But what you need to do is, you need to be okay. And and prepared for nobody else to want to take the journey with you, so you have to experience all these little joys and these amazing things on your own, and be and really just really really want your own happiness and your own life to change more than you care what everybody else is doing in their life. And that's not that you don't care about them, but they also have individual choices, and you need to understand that you have no control over that.
2: <clears throat> but, but that's I, I understand that and I understand what you're saying about that. Um, And it is you have to, like you said, either put yourself in the bubble or, how I say, uh, I have a shield, like literally a shield (laughs) for that negativity. But um, it's it is that personal choice, that personal journey. But there is there is that support out there. There's so much. Oh yeah. For when you're feeling that loneliness, or you feel like you're all alone in your transformation, in your spiritual awakening. There's a, there's so much um, guidance and support. Just You have it's to just, take action. You have to
1: step yeah. out. It's amazing. There's groups. There's Facebook groups. There's people like what you guys do with your um, gratitude gardens. They're all mm-hmm. over the place. You just got to look. And they will c- fall into your life as you move forward because that's the way this works. And we do have a caller, but I do want to get to a couple other things before that, um, that's been waiting for a bit. But I want to get to a couple other things before we get to the phone so in the instance that you have you're either going to work and you're surrounded by negative people or you're married to somebody who is very negative or there's family who's in your life who is very negative what do you do about those situations because that's what really trips people up because friends you can kind of shed old friends and and old relationships and basically just So that we cover that area. What happens, again, is what you said, when they start to see you as different, because that's what will happen. They'll all of a sudden put it on you, as in you've changed, you're not the same, you know, they get kind of angry about it, like you've sort of left them behind or things aren't the same or they're not right. And what's really happened is you just shifted vibrations. So unless you want to go back to your own pattern and and shift yourself down to their vibration again or down to your old vibration – then you have to just be okay with sort of letting that go. But what you can do, what you really can do also, is you can find common ground with these people. So, for instance, um, old friends and family members, and uh, in, in, um, many, many of those people, what you can do is there's, I've, told people this before and i'll tell them again i've never run into anybody that i couldn't find a common ground with so you always usually know these old people these old relationships friends family whatever well enough to know there's something that they love and enjoy and so whether it be like gardening whether it be race cars whether it be golf there's something that gets them excited and So when you get in a situation where you're around those people and it feels uncomfortable or you don't have really much to talk about and you've drifted apart, all you have to do is the best trick in the world is bring up whatever it is that you know their highest interest is in and just say, what do you know about that lately? Have you been doing anything with this? I heard X Y Z about you know this race car driver or what's happening. Have you gone to an event lately? You, the minute that you do that, you will feel their whole vibration shift, and they will shift out of that negative. Usually, out of the negative, but you'll, they'll shift into wanting to talk to you about it. You, you sidetrack them you you kind of you sort of trick them a little bit into sidetracking to something that they love to talk about which is actually better because you want those people to get in touch with that side of themselves the part they get excited about the part that they love to talk about because it shifts their whole being and then it makes it more comfortable for everybody so Mm -hmm. it's very easy for you to find a common ground and if you're at work Um, Or other places, the other thing you can do is you can sidetrack them by giving them a compliment. And by compliment, especially if you're at work, by a compliment, I mean something that you're genuine about. Don't just make it. But something that you you can always find something, or I've never had trouble finding, even in some of the most negative people, I've never had trouble finding something that they really are are good at or, or really did well. Um, whether it be, you know, they were good with animals or, um, whether they were just very organized people and you can always give them a compliment and say, Hey, you you know, you did a really nice job on that today. I noticed, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but, um, you do good at that. You know, it really tends to drop people's guard down. It raises their vibration and see, then they're coming up to you instead of you going down to them. And so you can change the subject, find a common ground, something that you're very interested in or they're interested in and you can give them a compliment. Now, and one of the last things I want to get to is let's say none of that stuff is working. Absolutely. You're you're on your own journey. You've bubbled yourself um, and you, you don't th- take things personally anymore, which I actually want to talk a little bit more about after we do the call. But you're you're not taking things personally anymore. You've learned not to do that. You're kind of on your own journey moving forward. And you're really drifting apart from everybody. And, you, and you're noticing that um, they're just still weighing at you. They're still just badgering you with negative thoughts or negative comments. And you just don't know what to do that is really a point in your life where you're going to have to decide whether to keep the relationship or shed it completely. And it's, it sucks. It's sad. It's, it's not necessarily something people want to hear, but this will contain uh, pertain to, I mean, whether you're keeping in your life, family and friends. And and that doesn't mean, I mean, you're always going to be related to the family, but, you don't always have to talk to them. Um, you know, you you can kind of, you know, put them not in your circle as much. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is relationships, marriages and in just word long term relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend. That's why a lot of people get divorced is eventually they may just go separate ways and bars. They don't match anymore. Their vibration doesn't match anymore. And you may have to decide at that point in your life, do I want this marriage the or this – I'm going to use a marriage, for example. Do I want this marriage more for me? Am I more attached to helping this person? Because a lot of people stay in these marriages because they say, I'm afraid of what's going to happen with this person if I leave, which is – really kind of nice if you think about it but a little ridiculous if you're trying to find your own happiness because what you're saying is i will sacrifice my happiness to try to help this person who won't help themselves but it will make me feel better to know that i wasn't happy and um they weren't crushed because i left like i'm i'm going to throw my my happiness on the railroad tracks and sacrifice that part of me that's going to make me a better person because I know that that person's going to be okay then. Does that make sense? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. They tend to really sacrifice their happiness for relationships. I don't understand that very much, but I don't think that people look at it that way. I think that they look at it as a noble type thing or they've been with these people. But, you know, you're when it comes to kids and you have a relationship or your marriage or whatever and you, there's children involved, those children are very, very people have asked me well they're you know, I have kids. Those children are so affected if you if you sacrifice your happiness for a marriage. they know it affects their own marriages when they get older it It shapes their life in a way that they probably wished it wouldn't have been shaped into what they what I do tell people is if if it gets to a point where you feel like your happiness is more important, those children will not view you as selfish 99.9% of the time because they already know you're very unhappy. But what you can do for your children is show them that it's okay to move yourself out of a situation that is not healthy for your soul and that you can still thrive and be a good right. ex-wife, ex-husband. You can be a good person. You can be a good parent. And you can be an example to show them if they ever get in that situation themselves that you can be you can thrive and, and make good choices for yourself and still be a wonderful person. Does that make sense?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you can be a good example. Let's take this call that we have on the line here. We have an area code uh,
0: 323. Aloha. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. This is Camille calling you from California. Hi, Camille. What can we help you with? Uh, well, you know, I can relate to everything that you are saying. Uh, I moved from Los Angeles to Alameda, California, five years ago. So I made a major move from southern to northern California. And it was something that I had in mind to move somewhere and I waited until um spirit led me to this place and I made the switch very easily however boy did it upset so many people along the way i had people literally showing up on my doorstep as i was moving trying to tell me what a horrible thing that i was doing how it was inconveniencing them It just got so ridiculous. Yeah, and I got up here. I let all that go. I got up here, and then as soon as I got here, it's been five years now, but there have been significant things that I've experienced over the past five years where um, people, now that I've been here, it's, who are you? What are you doing here? And at worst, it's been, well, get out of town. At best, it's been change you have to, this, you make me uncomfortable this is how you have to change in order to be here or change to be my fr- i'm over 30 come on i can't do that and i won't do it but boy <laughs> so yeah, you're, it's just got
1: you're saying it. when you made the move that the people that you where you moved to weren't better is that what you're saying
0: um not all people some right. of the people some okay. of the people gave me hell as well and okay. i've also well, noticed that those same people have left
1: yeah see that's a that's a good point that you make that i i like that you called and, and brought up this point this is really great because what happens is you need to always remember that you you're doing the you're making these changes for you and yeah. for for happiness so it's okay for whoever to have a reaction to that. It doesn't matter. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you will notice that it doesn't matter if you move from L.A. to Northern California or from the Midwest to Hawaii, where I'm at. It doesn't matter where you move. There is 70% of the population are very much struggling with their own happiness and their, only, their own positivity, Right. And so you're nice. probably going to run into people like that wherever you go. But what what's key? Another thing that you said was, they will eventually fall out of your life as long as you don't. Right. Keep, as long as you do keep engaging those people, you'll just notice uh-huh. that they disappear, or they move, or they switch jobs, or something happens where you just don't see them anymore. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. So that,
0: I learned that the hard way too. <laughs>
1: Well, and, you know, it is a learning process, but people become very uncomfortable with other people's choices, and I find that very interesting, Um, actually, when I, me and Debbie have talked about this before, but when we moved from the Midwest to Hawaii, you would think that we had just personally um, had made a, a mission to upset a lot of our family. <laughs> I mean, they they really took it hard, and then they went into right. the many different reasons of why we shouldn't do it: the economy, the the state income tax, the it's not better out there. in the, oh boy! You know, it, it was it was, and it's been five six years, and there's still some very hard feelings about us moving out here. But, you know, we we don't take it personally because that's their own stuff. And what we're doing is working for us really well. And, um, you know, they have to figure out their own stuff. So what I do with those people when I go back to the Midwest is I, again, I sidetrack them with things that I'm doing or that they're doing in their life. And I get them talking about stuff that they enjoy, and it really deflates the conversation to so where it's just not so heated, you know. And so okay. they they eventually will come around, but it's a really easy way. Um, one of my favorite things is, is just get them talking about something that they enjoy, or just sidetrack them for a minute, and and keep yeah, right. them on that subject. Keep them talking about themselves. Keep them talking about what's going on in their life, and, and right you keep them talking, it keeps it off of you and they start internally not being able to push that onto you. They're they're searching for feelings inside their own self while they're right there talking to you. And so it becomes a very good sidetracking thing. Okay,
0: yeah. I have noticed that as well. Like let's say you go to um, any place where people gather and for for me, I live in a very um, relatively safe it's a, it's an island, really. It's a relatively safe place, especially for a woman going out alone. You can, I know I felt comfortable going out and taking myself for a dinner or a drink or something. And I learned where people are very insecure and very negative, especially over alcohol. And um, oftentimes I found where um, if I took myself out to do that, some people looked at me like, well, who are you? How dare you treat yourself to this food or yeah, this diet that, you, or whatever what it is?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, you get to, you got to get to a point in your life where it doesn't even really matter. It's like, what? See, right. What, see, in my, in my um, own experiences, I just allow that to whatever it is for those people. And, figure it it really doesn't bother me it, it really doesn't because okay. they're in a different place than i'm at and they can judge me all they want to i mean for god's sake that freaks out everybody so um I, you know i just get to a point where their opinion of me doesn't hold very much weight um it's right. where as long as i know that i'm doing the best job i can to live my life and 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 be on my journey and help other people, you know, and, I, and I'm not intentionally hurting anybody. They don't right. know well enough to make that judgment. So if they want to do that, and that's actually a tell, that is a very good telltale of what that person is like. And I just allow them to be that way because, you know, who am I to change who they are? Either. Right. Thank you for calling in. And did you have, yeah. it, I mean, that was basically, you didn't have another question? Um, let's see.
3: Well,
1: yeah, are you, is it a reading show or is it just a No, we were just talking about the negativity stuff. And the last thing that I do want to leave you with, though, is you don't necessarily have to view your move as um, a permanent move because I feel like that you actually probably move out of that area. So it might be more of a temporary stop for you, you know. I mean, and by temporary, it could be like five, ten years temporary. But it, I, I feel like you're not oh, there forever, so. Mm. That, oh, that, you. okay. That would be by choice of your own, <laughs> okay?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, um, I've just had a baby six and a half months ago, so I am not Right. thinking about going anywhere. No, 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 but, I
1: feel like it'll be yeah. here but it just feels like more of a temporary learning experience for you. But thank you for oh, calling wow. in. We have okay. another caller on the line. Thank so you. you have a wonderful thank day. Thank you, Camille. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, we have another caller, area code 832.
4: Oh, I was just listening. I'm trying to learn okay. about the negativity.
1: You're just listening. Okay. Well, um, but now that we've actually pulled you onto the air, um, by no choice of your own, <laughs> um, I, since you are trying to learn about this, have you had experiences with, um, are you on the beginning part of your journey where you're trying to be more in a positive direction or ha- have you gotten further in and um, how, what's your experience with negative people?
4: Um, well, I'm pretty new into the journey of um, just being aware of my thinking and staying and positive. Um, negative people, it seems like I can deal with negativity in the general population. It's family. That's the it, hardest. It with.
1: is the hardest. It is the hardest. And so this is a really great call to to actually discuss. You know, one of the things that I think is the hardest for me personally to deal with and I'll let Debbie go ahead and give her opinion as well and we'll just discuss this a minute with you is um I find it hard to know to watch some of my family members who I know could really better their life um and they really have more to them but they make choices that don't match what I see they could, their potential is and so I tend to want to bring them up, and and tend to want to help them, see, you know, live a better life, but that doesn't work. And then after a while, you sort of get frustrated with their their. Some of the family members can be consistently negative or um seeing a uh, seeing not a good outlook in life or at you if you're doing things that they don't like um being opinionated about what you do being very judgmental about what you do and so the way that i have learned to handle that over the years cuz i i do have um as all do. I don't think anybody or, or if you don't, you're very lucky, have very opinionated people in their life that are family members who think that they know best for you and think that they know what you should be doing. And what I've I've done and what I suggest people do is really to cut your time limit with them. Like if you're on the phone. Or if you're at a Thanksgiving dinner or something, it's really great if you're at Thanksgiving dinner or something, because then you can just be like, hey, I need to go, you know, grab a drink, or I need to check on so and so or do something. And then you can kind of like slip out what and then somebody will and then just not come back to that area um if you're on the phone with them you can really do something that works really well or worked really well for me is you can just basically cut them a little bit short and just be like you know i'd love to talk to you longer but i'm right in the middle of something um so we'll talk later don't say you're going to call them back and then don't call them back because that's you know not very good but what you do is you consciously limit your time and you have to understand um that some of those people, when they're being fam- when they're family members, they can have such a strong negative effect on your your body. It's not just on your psyche. It, it, you can hang up the phone or or leave their house and really not feel well physically because they've really got been so hard on you. And I've been in that situation before in my life, and I've really just had to cut those people out of my life, even though they were family members. And I just. um and, you know, to where you very lightly talk to them in passing if you need to, but I really took a stand with um, not calling them back if I needed to or whatever because those were extreme situations. But limit your time with the family members that do that. Allow them to have their opinion and express it if they need to. Don't engage in the conversation back. So if they say, if they're, if they're like parents saying, why well, can't believe they're doing that, Aren't you afraid of this or that or whatever? Don't continue the conversation on. Just be like, yeah, I understand. And just allow it to dissipate. Because if you go, if you try to defend yourself to any family members that are being judgmental and talking at you that way, what happens is that is it, that then you're you're feeding the fire, so to speak. It takes two people energetically to be moving back and forth in conversation to really, you know, get an argument or or an opinion thing going on and you just don't, you don't add into the negativity. You just allow them to have it and just go, okay, or that's all right. Or, you know, you're entitled to that. That's fine. You just really don't defend yourself to those people because you're not going to win. There's no winning when somebody has a very strong judgment of what you're doing. Debbie, what, what opinion do you have on that subject?
2: Well, I know when I first started, um, My spiritual journey, um, it feels, it can feel uncomfortable to your family members, to siblings, parents, or husband, or or whoever that you're close with, because they see this change in you. And especially, um, like, if there's a sibling that you're close with that is very much um, into their, their, their own religion or their own way of thinking... That they feel like because you are now not thinking the same way they are, this becomes a little bit challenging, and it becomes um a little judgmental, it could be a little judgmental toward you and then and then you in turn feel like you're being um attacked and and it does it it definitely affects you and so what I've learned to do if if when that came up in in the past i would i would go back to what Jen said in the very beginning, find common ground in I mean it's 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 all spiritual. It's all, you know, we call it whatever you want, it's all the same. Um, but what I had found was that I would not judge them and and honor their own beliefs that that, that they had for their for their own self. And in my own quiet way, I would just I would just send them love. That's that's what I would do. That makes me feel good. They, you know, I, I don't need to tell them. I don't need to say anything. But And just continue on what feels right in my own heart and continue on doing what I feel is right for myself. And like you said, too, sometimes it It, then it can definitely change a relationship. It can, that, it can change when you... Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you have an example? I mean, without saying any names, a, a, any type of situation you'd like a, to discuss with us, or sure. sure. Um, oh,
4: okay. It's it's, a, it's it's more of a nonverbal negativity, um, specifically that that comes from like my my mom and my sister, you know, that kind of thing. It's, right. They, they don't know have to verbalize it. I could just feel it. Yeah, and I think that it's an old thing. So, how do you protect yourself from that to move yourself forward? Because I'm stuck with them in my family, you know, but I don't deal with them all the time. But whenever I do, it's
1: difficult. Well, a couple of different things is that you can shift your perspective about them. Um, because mom and sister are really alike, you know, your mom and your sister are very much a lot the same type of personality, you know what I'm saying? And Uh so um, one of the things that you can do when you go into a situation like that is you can actually do this thing that I call bubble yourself, which is not just um, letting things roll off your back, but energetically, you can actually do a small meditation where you sit in a chair and you can do this for two minutes or 20 minutes. It only takes two minutes and a two minute bubble is better than no bubble. And so... What you do is, and actually, um, for you, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little sidetracked. You have, you have a sensitivity level. You're kind of empathic. I don't know if you know what that means, um, yeah. but you, that, that's why you can feel the the way that they're 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 reacting to you. Does this make sense? Do you know anything about being an empath?
4: Only very little. I know whenever um, I walk into a room or I see, you know, I just. You know, get glimpses
1: of certain things, just feeling. Okay. And so uh, two things I want to tell you before I go into this bubble thing with you is, and this is a really another good thing to bring up, is because a lot of people who are really interested in the show of what to do if I'm surrounded by negative people, a lot of these people are empaths and do not know they are because otherwise it wouldn't bother them. For them to walk into a room and for the, these people not to verbally say anything to you, sister and mom, you, a lot of people who are not empaths wouldn't know that because they'd have to verbally say something. So here's the thing. Um, two things for you is I'm actually doing a small blog uh, um, on signs of being an empath, just a really tiny thing on my um, inspirationalexaminer.com. Mm-hmm. And so make sure you go to my Hawaii Healings website. Or my inspirational examiner, and put your email in because it'll come out next week, and so it'll be something you're probably interested in in reading because I think you should learn more about this that will actually help you. And then, two, the book that I'm actually writing right now, it's called Intu- um, Intuition and Psychic Ability: Your Your Spiritual GPS. This is I'm very proud of this book. It's probably going to be one of the best books I've ever written so far this will be coming out in the next month or so and it's going to have a ton of information a ton of exercises and things that you can do to explain this to you so you understand what's happening number one and then tell you how to make it so it doesn't um, bother you number two and so make sure that you if you do put your email in you'll find out when that's coming out as well but one of the techniques for this is is what i call bubble yourself and so you sit in a chair you take a couple minutes And you relax your body like you were going to do a meditation. But what you do is you envision a white light coming in from, you can, I don't care if it's God, Source, the Holy Spirit, whoever you believe in. You imagine a white light energy coming through your ceiling or your car. Because if you forget about it and you're sitting in your car, you can do it in your car. And imagine it coming down through the top of your head. And as this white light comes down through the top of your head, you feel it fill your body completely with this white light Energy And what this is, is this is a positive, powerful, protective energy. And as the white light comes through your body, you imagine it, it as your body gets filled up with the energy. You imagine it like like burst into a bubble almost around your body and allow that white light to continue to come in until that bubble around your body is completely filled full of this white light. And after that, uh, you your white light energy what that, that does is energetically protects your um, your energy system when you're an empath and so then when you walk into a room then after you fill your bubble you're good to go this bubble will will bounce off or keep out most negative energy or or that type of feeling you get from your system and so when you walk into a room with sister or mother or whatever it it does two things it keeps their own negative energy a little bit at bay but it keeps them from those type of people will draw energy from you they're called energetic vampires, which is another article I'm going to be doing coming up. And uh-huh. they don't purposely do this. But they don't, they don't understand what they're doing. If, if people have a low vibration, they draw energy off of other people. And so they're attracted to those people with higher vibrations so they can pull that energy into their own system because they're not reproducing it themselves. So when you're around mom or sister, you may experience when you leave where you just feel drained or something. Do you ever have that happen where you're just feeling more yeah. tired? okay that's because that your vibration's higher and so they're drawing that energy from you and again they don't do it on purpose it's something they do unknowingly but you want to protect yourself from that because you've become very exhausted and that's when physically when you leave you can have physical symptoms of of shakiness or wanting to take a nap very drained and so make sure that you bubble yourself and again, make sure that you get this book that's coming out. It's gonna be like two ninety nine ebook. It's going to be awesome and you are gonna get a lot of good information on that. And plus watch for that blog coming out. Because as an empath, you do have to deal with people differently. And I'm so glad that you brought this up or that you called and that we made you talk on the air with <laughs> without you wanting to um, because I think that there's a lot of empaths out there and, and they don't know how to deal with that. And there's not enough information out there for me in particular. I actually, and I'm okay to talk about this on the air, but, um, I don't have the best relationship with my mother. I've had to cut her out of my life. Actually. Um, it, it was, it was a choice that I had made, but the verbally abusive and all that good stuff. So, but what had happened to me when I was younger was it, it was so extreme when I'd be around her that no matter what, um, she would uh, not have to say anything, but mostly she would. Um, but it, it physically, as an empath, and I am a very strong empath it it would start to make me nauseous. I mean, like every time I would leave or talk to her to the point of where I felt like I was going to throw up. And if anybody knew, knows me, I think I've thrown up like three times in the past 20 years. Like I don't throw up ever. So for that to have that extreme of an impact on me, I knew that I had to basically sort of um, kind of cut her out of my life to keep my health stronger, to keep myself from not feeling that way your situation is not like that but just for anybody else who may be listening who may be in an extreme situation like that and i'm okay with that um other people are not okay with that they're very very not okay with that they they judge me um they they want to know why i uh, you know why i would do that and and all these different things and i really just let them have their opinion because they don't really know what you know what went on my whole entire life and that's just a choice i needed to make And I didn't do it out of anger either. You know, you don't do it out of anger when you're not trying to be around these people. You, you do it out of just really wanting to not feel that way when you're around them. You know, you do it out of just wanting to protect yourself, you know? So bubble yourself when you're around them, understand that I don't feel that they're going to change in the future either. I just feel that it's something you're going to have to learn to adapt with. But as you, learn more about an empath, I think that it will you will learn a lot a lot of things on how to deal with not just these people but other people.
4: Okay do you, have,
1: do you have any questions about that while we're while we're on that subject?
4: Uh no, I, I think that I, I need to do some research and yes. uh, then I'll, I'll
1: have better FYI questions on, to ask. FYI on the empath stuff um, that will that usually will happen when you're around anybody, you can always tell if they're, you know, feeling one way or another. So practice that for a while, just um, so that you get the idea of what I'm telling you and do it every time you go into a large place with a lot of people. Because um, if you go into like Walmart or the mall or just different places where there's a lot of people, you always want to bubble yourself and you'll start noticing that you'll feel a lot better. And the more that you do that, the more that your um, your energetic strength will be stronger when you're around mom and sister and stuff. And then you won't always have to do it when you're around them. For instance, for me, I had to do it all the time when I was around people. Until like, I don't know, about 10 years ago. And then about 10 years ago, my system, my energetic system got so strong, and I was so aware of it, that I only have to do it now if I go do an event where I'm doing like readings for nine hours or something. So and there's not a ton written on it. That's why I want you to go ahead and research it as much as you can. You can email me if you need to learn more, if you want to learn more. But I, I've written a whole chapter on it on this new book coming out that it's just going to have a lot of information for you. Okay?
4: Wonderful. It makes perfect sense why I can't go into big crowds. I've noticed as I've gotten a little older, it's hard for me to go into Walmart or places like that where there's a lot of people. And I've out. Feeling all bad, and I'm like, I have to go home and take a nap, and that makes perfect sense now. Yes, mm-hmm. and you
1: mm-hmm. know that's why I'm saying there's not a lot of written on it, and so people in the section. Actually, I was writing on this chapter yesterday, so it's um, very ironic, right, that you called. <laughs> so, anyways, people will either know immediately, just like you did, not be like, "Aha." That makes total sense. But for anybody else who's listening on the air or, you know, listening to the radio show, it's not going to be, oh, that kind of sounds like me or I've had that happen. You'll know right away. You'll be like, yes, finally, that makes total sense to why I do that. And the reason yeah. that, the reason that you do that when you go into um, into Walmart or any of those places is, because you can feel everybody's emotions, what an empath is is basic. It's a it's a psychic sense, and what that means is that you your body mimics other people's emotions, and so it, it. By the way, this can be one of the most confusing, absolutely hands down, confusing psychic senses that there are, and the reason for that is because what happens in a normal person is your mind has a thought, and this thought in your perception coupled with your perception creates an emotion that's in your body. And so if you're an empath what happens is you have an emotional reaction in your physical body with no thought attached to it. So your mind starts going, "Well, why why is my body reacting this way? Why is it upset? Why is it sad? Why is it anxious when there's no thought that coincided with it?" So it begins confu- it gets confused. And when it's confused, it then Um, tries to make sense of it so it starts making up stuff right and so once you're more aware of that and what happens is that your body mimics somebody else's emotions when you walk into any place like walmart or go to a school play or whatever as you're walking by all of these people you're flooded with every emotions that are all these emotions that are going on it's like you've opened floodgates to just all kinds of happiness sadness upset excited anxious all these people that you're walking by that's everywhere and so your body begins to really get overwhelmed and so you begin to start feeling anxious shaky Like, you can't breathe very well sometimes. Like, a lot of people who have anxiety disorders actually are empaths. Not all of them. Just for anybody who's listening, you should always get diagnosed. But a lot of them are because they get overwhelmed by all the feelings. And then once you leave, you're fine or you're very drained and need to take a nap. You're very tired. And that's the other thing is all those low-vibration people, they naturally just pull off you, even if you're walking by. Even if you're walking by in Walmart, they'll pull off you. And so... That's just what happens as an empath. And so what, one of the things that I explain in my book, just so that you know what's about to be coming out, is let's just say that um, the, one, of the, one of the best ways that you can manage being an empath is awareness, period. Once you understand that you're an empath, once you're aware of what that is and know that you have it, then you can begin to protect yourself, and then you can begin to differentiate your own feelings from somebody else's. And so like next time you walk into a room with your mother or like anybody else that maybe you just met or you're at work and you, you feel a certain way, you're going to know immediately, oh, that's not me, it's them. And so that it really helps with the confusion. And so how I tell people this is like, it too, is if you don't know oh, you're an empath, let's imagine that there's a hurricane coming and you don't know it's coming. And, you you know, it comes, the weather comes, the rain comes, you don't do anything to take preparation, and it comes for several days, knocks out windows, rain comes in your house, you have no supplies, power's out, and you know that you have to weather the storm, it goes away, and you're still several days without power and water, and you still have to get through it. Emotionally and physically, that would be very draining because you're having to deal with all this stuff. You weren't prepared. You didn't know what just happened. It hit you and blindsided you, et cetera. Now, if you know you're an empath, you can do something very different before you go into walmart before you see people you can bubble yourself you can you have a certain preparation that you do and so what that's similar to is if you know the hurricane's coming you board up your windows you get proper supplies you do all of the things that you need to do when the electricity is out food whatever and so the hurricane hits none of the rain comes in windows are okay everything's good you have candles whatever the hurricane leaves electricity is out. You still have proper supplies. So you've still weathered the same storm, only you've put a protection barrier up and made sure that you weathered the storm properly. Does that make sense? Makes
4: perfect sense. Thanks.
1: And so a lot of that will be in my up and coming book and and it will actually explain to you. One of the things is the bubble, but I will go through the whole entire thing. I will talk about the energetic vampires and all of that. So Definitely check that out because it will, it will change everything for you. Once you get it and understand it, it changes a lot.
4: Wonderful. Thanks. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad we forced you to be on the air. And <laughs> <laughs> well, and be prepared for that. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. hey, we're going to take one last caller. You have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Take care. Okay. We have another caller from 951. Hi, Hi. Um, Yeah, I was just
3: listening to your call And I was thinking, oh my goodness I wonder if that's what I was experiencing um, I was in a relationship A couple of years ago And I don't know, I feel like this gentleman Towards the end of the relationship That he just was draining me Absolutely draining me To the point where I just had to walk away From the relationship And when I did, it was like It was such a relief. I felt like I was being smothered. Right, right. That's what was going on. It it didn't start off initially that way in the beginning of the relationship, but somewhere in the middle of it, it just was so much energy to deal with this person. It it was just sucking the
1: life out of me. Well, and that, I think the reason, just to explain to you what I see happening in that particular relationship, too, was that... um, you started out more of a similar vibration. And so somewhere along the line in your relationship, you know, you began to, your vibration still raised a little, but he really went lower. His vibration really began to tank. And so as his vibration started, as he started being unhappy and things started happening in his life that were not, not good for him, he felt, and he started being more depressed or more sad. That's when his vibration began to lower. And that's when he really began to suck the life out of you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, absolutely, that's what happened. And you may be very interested in in learning about that stuff as well with that up-and-coming book. And, again, that's what is called an energetic vampire, which I I will be writing an article on shortly and giving more people information. And and when they're aware of that, it makes more sense to their head. And and why that helps them is then because then in the future when they're around people like that, they can understand uh, what's happening and kind of try to get themselves out of the situation but you you sound like you made a good choice and really um, did what you needed to do and and to keep that from continuing to happen because one of the things people don't realize is the more that they pull from you the more that they drain you it actually has a physical effect on your system you know
3: right and and, and that's what happened because it wasn't right away i i i, I stayed in it for a while and I just started having problems, going to the doctor back yep. and forth. There was always something wrong with me. Yes. And I was like, you know, I think you're weighing on my health. And he was like, I'm not weighing on your health. I'm like, really, I, you're just really beginning not to be healthy for me. Right. I don't know and what's that's going
1: on. Exactly, that's exactly what happens, exactly what happens. Debbie, have you had that happen?
2: I mean, Never. No. no, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
2: And the only thing that that you can do, like you like you did, color, is you removed yourself completely from the situation. That's that's wonderful that you that you did that. And then you need to find ways to recharge, to recharge right. yourself. And and so so you took care of step one. That was that was huge. And then to recharge yourself, you can just fill yourself back up your your joy level, your positivity by. Like, by doing things that you love, also by it's something we didn't even talk about on on this this call yet is is going outside and just re just getting back in touch with nature. That's a natural way to recharge yourself.
1: Yeah, and that's
2: exactly what I
3: and that's exactly what I did. I released um, that relationship. Wonderful. I started working on myself. Everything was about me. Mm-hmm. I got my health together. I started exercising, eating healthy. It was just a 10-degree turn. I can't even tell you guys how different I felt, how oh, what a
4: wonderful it
3: was when I let go of that relationship. I just realized, well, I didn't realize how bad it was until I was out of it and most how different
1: people, I Yeah, most people don't realize how bad it is while they're in it, but what I love about your call is that you actually took action to change it. When most people mm-hmm. are too afraid, to do that, so you really need to give yourself a pat on the back for that because right. um, a and, lot of and, and it
3: wasn't easy. I definitely went backwards and forwards, but right. uh, the the gift that I got at the end of the day, and I, I tell that to anybody, any of my friends I know that's struggling with back and forth with relationships. I said, all I can tell you is I wish I would have done it sooner. Yeah, right. I said, but I know when you're in the midst of it. It's hard to make that decision.
1: It's absolutely you don't hard, know and that's a. On the other side, yes, you don't
3: yeah, know what's going to happen on
1: the other side. It's good that you mentioned that because people just assume that everybody else makes. Oh, it was easier for you to make that choice. It was easier for you to move to Hawaii. It was easier for you to leave that relationship, whatever. Um, but these aren't easy things that we do. We just do them because we have a feeling or know that that just seems to be a better choice for us at the time. So. You did it. Good job and thank you for calling in. Our time is up. So, thank make you. sure that you go to my website if you're interested in that book as well, the and make sure that you enter my your um, email address so you'll get a new email on that. All right? I will. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, everybody. Make sure that you go to Debbie's website if you're interested in her Gratitude Garden, which will be coming up soon, right? Isn't that soon?
2: Yeah, we're starting another one in San
1: Diego. So that's, yeah, exciting news.
2: ILoveBloomies.com.
1: Yes, on the ILoveBloomies.com, make sure you go friend her on Facebook and Twitter, um, I know that she does a lot of Twitter and Facebook both, which is weird because I did an actual um, poll on Facebook. Um, Do you guys use Twitter? And they're like, no, we use Facebook. And then I did it on Twitter and they're like, no, we use Twitter. So it's like people don't, they're not by Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> they're one or the other. Right, but right. Definitely add her on Facebook and Twitter because you will be able to keep up with their gratitude garden and all the I Love Bloomy stuff. And I know she has some new things that are going to be coming up in the future that you want to know about. Go to HawaiiHealings.com or Healings with an S or InspirationalExaminer.com and enter your email address if you want to learn more about my up-and-coming book as well as the other ones that I have out there or if you want some individual readings. So thank you for joining us today, and we will be back next Wednesday. Aloha. Thank you. Bye.